Oh, hi, everybody. My name is Matt Stores, and welcome to Matt's Blaining. Today, I have an expert about one of my favorite sports franchises, and so I'm very excited to get into this conversation. Expert, please introduce yourself and tell us what you're an expert in. My name is Stan Talui, and I am an expert in the New York Mets. That's amazing. I personally love the Mets. When I moved to New York in 2018, I learned I you have to do the determination of what sports teams in New York am I going to support. And I figured it would be easiest based on the chance to support the Mets and the Jets. You basically just have to learn one chant. You just with slight differences. In my research about the Mets, I learned that the blue-orange contrast that they use for their uniforms, their color scheme, actually has permeated into a lot of advertising just throughout society. And there's a direct correlation between the increase in Mets fandom and the replacement of Shea Stadium and the increase of that blue-orange contrast in use in media. So yeah, it's very fascinating. Because all of these some movies, all of these movie posters, right around the time that they were going to open City Field, they're like, we need to get more money. Let's outsource this blue-orange contrast that we know works so well for the Mets to all of these advertisers and media agencies. So that's why you see so much of the blue and orange representation in media. Ah. And it, I know it's very fascinating. Other than that, my understanding is that City Field, I can't speak to what it was like in, in Shea Stadium, but City Field has by far and away the best food of any mm -hmm. baseball stadium. One of my favorite things to do when I go is they have the risotto ball place. I like to oh, do, yeah. uh, I can't remember the name of them, but I like to do Russian roulette with those because they have one <laughs> that's sweet and all the other ones are savory they look exactly the same so you pick one up and you just you dip it in whatever sauce and then you gotta take a bite of it and sometime you're gonna get one with nutella and uh, <laughs> marinara sauce it's perfect yeah, yeah. it's very fun but uh, the one big problem i have with city field and is mostly with the parking lot not necessarily i have been in a car there one time that was a very fun game i went with my friend josh and a friend of his was lucky enough to get a ride back but my biggest problem is that when there's a rainstorm and the parking lot will flood and it actually has been linked to the outbreak of west nile virus because oh. yeah it's very fascinating the water the standing water it just they just it can't drain effectively it just just grow and grow and then permeate throughout the new york metro area unfortunately that's an area of disease spread but ultimately i think that the biggest thing that i like about the mets and the biggest thing that connects me to them as a team is their mascot, Mr. and Mrs. Met. I, I went through a breakup some time ago. And one of the things that I did, one of the first things I did on my own was I went to a Mets game. And I was like, I want to re-experience a Mets game on my own. I want to have the Mets as something for myself. And I went there and I saw Mr. and Mrs. Met. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the truth. I broke down and cried. And what did oh, Mr. No. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Met do? They came up and they consoled me. They couldn't say anything, but they're like, <laughs> you could feel it. They're like, hey, bud, it'll work out. 
And I'm like, thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Matt. I know they give me hope that love is still out there. And I'm doing better now. But an unexpected aspect of those mascots is their counseling capabilities. As somebody who has always been a person who had mascots very empathetically connected to him, even going back to my mom telling stories of the mascots basically saying, oh, that's a good kid. And being, I think that mascots just naturally see me and they're like, that's somebody that we can connect to. And we want to make sure he feels okay. I realized I haven't really talked a lot about the baseball at all, (laughs) but based on what you've heard, how much of that is accurate or an accurate depiction of what the Mets are? A lot of that I didn't know about the blue and orange. I will say the rice ball, that's the Arancini brothers. Okay. And you're right. They do have, I think it's six different uh, rice balls that you can choose from. And there is a sweet one and the rest are savory. So that is accurate. The blue and orange, I wasn't, I didn't know about. Not a lot of people do. I will say it, 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 for as, as someone who's only been to two major league stadiums, I can say without, and say this without a doubt, that that city field is the best food of any stadium in the country. And that that would include Toronto. If we're, if we, I guess if we're not, if we're, <laughs> since they're not a part of the United States. Uh, North America. In North America. Right, exactly. Yes, yes. But yeah, most I would say I would you know what? I'm just gonna say most of that is, is all accurate because I agree okay. with your takes. <laughs> okay. Uh, but a lot what a lot of people also might not know, the colors blue and orange. The Mets are the only National League team in New York, and that's because both the Brooklyn Dodgers and, and the New York Giants moved to California after nineteen fifty seven. Mm-hmm. So in nineteen sixty two, William Shea proposed the idea for for a National League baseball team, because the Yankees were already here, so maybe the National League teams, the colors blue and orange are actually representative of the Dodger blue and the giant orange. Interesting. So, I did not know yeah. that. So it's a combination of the two. Because those are the two National League teams in the in New York. So it was William Shea who proposed it. He had he was starting actually a third baseball league they called the Continental Baseball League. And Mer- the National League and the American League were afraid of there being a third league. So they didn't want to, they were threatened by that. So they decided to add the Mets to the National League. And uh, the Paysons, who are members of the Shirley, fa- the, I think it's the Shirley family, they, they were the first owners. Okay. Uh, so they, they formed the Mets in 1962. They played in at the Polo Grounds from 62 to 64. Then they built Shea Stadium in 64. And then Shea Stadium was around till 2010, I want to say. And that's when they built City Field. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And the team itself, I realize, obviously, I enjoy the baseball, but my background has mostly been about food as associated with baseball. Mm-hmm. That's what I focus on. Can you tell me some, some things about the team? Yeah, this current team or just in history? Whatever you're most excited about. I am pretty excited about this current team because our new owner, our newest owner, I should say, is Steve Cohen. He's currently the richest owner in baseball, so I don't think he'll be... He's also a Mets fan, which is good, so he's not going to spare any expense when it comes to pumping money into the team. In years past, with when the Wilpon family owned the team, even before that, when the Doubleday family owned the team, the Mets were always looked at as the little brother in, in New York baseball because the Yankees always spent money. But now with Steve Cohen, I think fans should be excited and at least hopeful that we'll spend money to improve the team. That With that, I think there's a lot of excitement about this current team, but there's also something to be said about the team's history. I think personally, I feel like being a Mets fan builds character because we've seen some 
We've seen some lows. We've only got two championships in our history. We won in 1969 and 1986. We've been to the World Series, I think, I want to say five times. Because we went and we went and we won. We went and won in '69. I think we may have lost in '72 and then '86. And then there were some good teams in the late '80s as well. Like '84 and '85 were the, the building blocks for the championship team in '86. '87 where it was a down year. 88 was a down year. And then it kind of went down from there. And then they were competitive in the 90s. And then going into the 2000 season, I don't think we were expected to be that great. And we ended up losing to the Yankees in the World Series. And we got close in 2006, lost to the Cardinals in the NLCS. And then in 2015, went to the World Series and lost to the Royals. There's, there's a nice little history. I think our chances are high. I think we'll see how the offseason goes. But I there's a lot to be excited about this current team. Yeah, I remember early on this season when I one of the first games I went to was it was one of the first games of the season. The tickets were dirt cheap, and I was able to just walk around the stadium all day, grabbing Tapa Chico and talking to vendors about yeah. where they think the season's going to go. And it was a fantastic thing because people were so friendly and so kind and being like, why is this person talking to me? who clearly knows nothing about the Met, but he seems nice. So I'm going to talk to him. And then going a little bit later in the season, a couple months later, after they really were on the upswing, been seeing those same vendors and being like, these people don't have any idea who I am. They see thousands of people every game. But going up to him and being like, yeah, you know, this, the team sure is doing well. And then being like, oh, yeah. And just like falling into that loop. And it was just so fantastic. I love the sense of community that you get at a Mets game. It's just so fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, I would say it's kid, it's very kid friendly. There's always a lot of, even I, yeah, like you, I'm pretty much a complete stranger to a lot of people, but I think. The energy that I bring to a game, especially, I don't know if you've noticed, those that have that follow me on social media, I will, I do wear a Mets tuxedo to the Fantastic. games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times people will stop and ask me to take a picture. And there's kids that always ask me to take a picture. And I'm, I'm it's always, so it's a fun vibe. I think it, there is something about, it, it, if you know the, the stadium itself is sponsored by Citigroup, mm. feels very non-corporate. As opposed right. to Yankee Stadium, it feels Yankee Stadium feels very much like a mausoleum, like a like very pious. It feels like church, whereas City Field feels like a club. Absolutely, it feels like you're hanging out with friends and going yeah. to a game, as opposed to Yankee Stadium. Very much felt like a place where I'm going here for a meeting, and right. like, this is yeah. what this is a very formal baseball experience, whereas I feel like I could strike up a conversation with the people around me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And I really love that aspect of the Met Stadium. And my one of my favorite things, going back to the kids thing for a moment, one time I went to a game with somebody who's absolutely very kind human being, and we were sitting close to home plate and just off to the side a little bit. And a little kid kept running up to the fence, trying to get foul balls, trying to get stuff thrown to him. And they wouldn't do it for innings and innings. And then finally, all the people that had been heckling the batters for the opposing team started heckling the ball boy to get them to throw <laughs> over a ball. And I'm like, this is exactly why I love the Mets. All these people, these stereotypical people that have been heckling the batters who are those, oh, I don't want my kid to be around those people because they're being mean, are the guys that ultimately got this kid the baseball. And it's just, it's a beautiful New York dynamic. And I loved it a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. Like I listen, it's a baseball game, so you're gonna hear some stuff, but at the same time, I think the vibe is very family friendly. Funny enough, I took my girlfriend to her first Mets game last year. It was late, it would have been late 2021. It was like August. And my girlfriend and I went to her first Mets game. And I've been going to Mets games my for a long time since I was a teenager. And I've never gotten a foul ball, I've never gotten a home run ball, nothing like that. I've never I've never had a player toss me a ball. So there was some kids sitting right next to us. And they're in between innings. They're like yelling at the outfielders to throw us a baseball, throw us a baseball. And finally, Michael Conforto, who homegrown met, they drafted him. And I watched his entire career. And he finally tosses a baseball our way. And it lands right in my lap. I like, I grab it. And my first instinct is I just gave it to the kids right in front of us. That's great. Even though my it was my girlfriend's first game. And she teases me about that all the time. But it's a fun vibe, man. It's yeah, it's a great vibe. If if people wanted to learn more about the Mets or they wanted to learn more about you, where could they find out some more information? I would say for me, if you want to follow me, I'm at Funny Man Stan on Instagram and Twitter. I'm pretty pretty open. If somebody wants to tweet at me or DM me and ask me about Mets stuff, yeah, more than that's 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 a great thing. What I would suggest if you want to become a Mets fan, follow the Seven Line Army. They do a great job. I'll give you a quick brief history about. So there's a guy from. I think he's from Queens, but he lives in Long Island. I'm not sure, but his name is Darren Meenan. Mm-hmm. And local guy, big Mets fan. A few years ago, he started making T-shirts out of his garage um, mm-hmm. and wearing these T-shirts to the to, to Mets games. And like people started asking him for these T-shirts. And then they blew up from there, started a little bit of a business, selling merch to the point now where the Seven Line Army, a Seven Line being the, named after the Seven Train that goes to City Field, the Seven Line Army is now one of the bigger fan bases in Major League Baseball. They travel very well. They they, they do group organizations. They have a Seven Line section. So if you ever buy tickets at City Field in Section 104, that is the mm-hmm. Seven Line section. Everybody wears orange. There's chanting. There's it's a great time. A few years ago, when we had Yuan Cespedes, his walk up music, he would come out to the to the, the Lion King song and we all hold up our beers and they whenever there's a strikeout there's a chant and they're very inviting I was sitting there in the seven line section when in game one the wild card series I ended up on ESPN it was a great yeah, time that's so, so I would yeah I would follow the seven line army they like they do these, uh, these outings usually a couple times a year one of them they do at at uh, MCU Park in Brooklyn mm-hmm. For the Brooklyn Cyclones, because the Brooklyn Cyclones are the Mets minor league franchise, so they usually do a big outing for one price. You get there's a but there's a barbecue. You get you get unlimited drinks. You get it. You get it includes a ticket to to a single A baseball to the yes a single A baseball team to see the Cyclones. It's a big thing. They get a jersey, a hat. It's a great time. So if you want to learn more about the Mets and you want to know what the Mets are doing, you want to get to know some Mets fans, follow the Seven Line Army. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Stan. I really appreciate you coming on and talking to oh, me Oh, thank today. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. My name's Matt Stores, and this has been Matt's Planning.